Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Impact Wrestling is now on Access TV. Catch all the action every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Visit accesstv.com for more information. Don't forget, start your Impact Plus 30-day free trial right now. Head over to plus.impactwrestling.com. And if you miss any of the Impact action, you want some exclusive Impact content, go to Impact Wrestling's YouTube page. Be part of the 3.5 million wrestling fans getting interviews, recaps, highlights, and much more. Search Impact Wrestling right now on YouTube and enjoy a ton of exclusive content. This episode of Wrestling with Sports is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, BlueChew.com. That's like blue in the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewables with the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You can take it any time of day or night, even on a full or empty stomach. And since they're chewable, they work twice as fast as the pills, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is fast and easy, and it's the way to enhance your performance in bed. So why wouldn't you do it? Honestly, guys, Blue Chew is prescribed online by a licensed physician, so you don't have any awkward doctor's visits, and especially in the day of COVID, you don't have to be around people, and it ships right to your door in a very discreet package. They're made in the USA, so it's cheap. Blue Chew is direct. And the cheaper option, trust me, go to BlueChew.com. Right now, Wrestling With Sports has a deal for you just for our listeners. Go to BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment for free. Just use the promo code Dennis and pay $5 shipping. I know you paid $5 for much more. DoorDash, you pay $5.99 for a tip, for God's sakes. So trust me, the $5 is worth it. It helps the show out a lot. Again, bluechew.com. Use the promo code Dennis. Try it for free. I promise you, you'll love it. I love it. Try it for free. $5 shipping and handling. Use the promo code Dennis. Time for this week's Wrestling with Sports. I'm Dennis Farrell. He's Dimitri Young. What's up, my friend? Oh, nothing. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Whoa, there's no interruption from Jason. Right? This, listen, here's the joke. is We joke that he's not here and we get to talk, but when he's not here, it's like, what do we talk about now? Yeah, it's kind of weird when, he, when he's not around putting in and... And, and taking over the stage, but I kind of like that, and and we have a pretty good relationship. I like poking back at him. Yes, and here coming up in just one second. All right, in just a second, Ross Foreman will be joining us, who, Dimitri, you and I have both had uh, 
interactions with Ross. He's been phenomenal. Whenever I got to hang out backstage with PD Williams, Ross has always been accommodating. You, I was shocked to find out you knew Ross. Hey, yeah, man. I've, I've known Ross. I had a mutual friend who since passed away, Dave Bailey, and um, got to meet him and, and see him around Impact and, and just seeing how everything is run because I, I like Impact and I've been keeping up with it since the last time I seen Ross. And it's good that, that we finally get to talk to him and talk about Impact Wrestling and the moves that happened since the last time I seen him a decade ago. <laughs> Ross, welcome to the show, by the way. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. And before we get into the interview, we do have a huge announcement. We kind of teased a little bit on Twitter. We have added one more uh, big name to the Wrestling With Sports family. Not only do we have Jason Kendall, not only do we have Demetri Young, myself, we've now added four-time Stanley Cup champion Darren McCarty to the show. Oh, beautiful. Although he's a wing. Fox won today, 6-4, so, you know. <laughs> Yes. I'm sure he'll have some comments on that. I know you're a big red, uh, or at least a hockey guy, so I thought you'd be I, No, to... I, do not say I'm a Red Wings fan. That would that would be Mike Tanay, not me. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, a big hockey guy. You are huge. You're a hockey referee, too, in your free yeah. time, right? Yes, yes. Dude, that, that's awesome. Not only are you the PR guy for Impact Wrestling, which, by the way, uh, I was talking to Mike Weber from Fight TV a few weeks ago, and I was like, oh, yeah, we're going oh, to... We're going to interview no. Ross Foreman. He's like, Ross, I love the guy. Ross was one of those guys that always showed up, and you know he would bug me, bug me, bug me, bug me until I could get something going on, and then I would do it for him. So welcome. Actually, Mike uh, Mike basically broke me into the business. So I, and, and I'm not the only one who could say that. There are a lot of people who've worked in pro wrestling over the years backstage that Mike Weber is directly responsible for. Before we actually get into what you're doing with Impact, let's talk about how you broke in because we just teased it a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I like everybody, I was a fan uh, and I, I got lucky. I was uh, uh, writing in a newspaper while I was in college um, and one thing led to another and I started writing for the WWF at the time, the WWF magazine, um, which was, you know, this was way before obviously the internet and uh, writing about, you know, I, I, I'd go to some uh, shows and would write what happened at the show for, for the magazine or do feature stories. Um, and, you know, that lasted for, I don't know, maybe five, six years. And then, uh, it's, it's actually, to me, it's a funny story as I think about it now. Um, so in about April, I think this was, uh, I, I don't know what year, but it was it's definitely April, they hired Vince Russo to take over the magazine. And uh, so I wrote a couple more things between April and August. And then that year they had SummerSlam in Chicago. So I went there and, uh, you know, Vince just said, he goes, you know, nothing against you. He's like, I got nothing, no problem with you, but I'm the new editor. I'm going to write the whole magazine. Okay. I don't think it was, you know, a couple weeks later, I get a call through Mike Weber from WCW. Hey, we're thinking of uh, starting up our magazine. Would you want to be the editor of the magazine? I'm like, okay. So we ultimately talked. Um, then they, they were going to hire me and they go, well, you know, we definitely would like you for the job, but if you write for our magazine, you can't write for WWF magazine. 
which of course I had to laugh at because they didn't know that, you know, <laughs> Russo had basically just told me, hey, you know, we don't need you. So it, it actually worked great for me. And I worked for um, WCW, uh, I don't know, seven, eight years, literally till, uh, till the last day in 2001, um, the, the last uh, Nitro down in, I think we were in Panama City. Um, and then two days later, they closed up shop. So then from there, obviously went to uh, TNA and what is now Impact. Dimitri? Oh, uh, I, I was just listening to the story and I was I was just doing the timeline. I was like, where was I at during my playing days? And at that time, 2001, I was my last year in Cincinnati again, got traded over to Detroit. And uh, and then when um, I was around Ross, Ross, you're a big wrestling fan, obviously. And you've been around all the particular wrestler. Who's your favorite wrestler to hang out with? You, you know, just like off cuff, you know, someone that you befriended and they befriended you. Well, I mean, and a lot of people who, you know, I guess I've been fortunate where I, you know, I, I'd like to think that I have a pretty good relationship with all the wrestlers. I, you know, obviously you have to work with, I have to work with every single one of them. So I certainly have to get a good relationship. Um, but I've been fortunate where all the big names have been very good to me from Hulk Hogan on down. But I, I probably would say, uh, probably would say uh, Kevin Nash is probably my closest. Uh, anybody who knows, knows that Kevin and I traveled up and down the road with uh, WCW for years. Uh, had, I mean, we you know could literally write a book just on the stories we encountered on the road. Um, as I'm sure, Dimitri, I'm sure you could as well. Uh, if you could just imagine being, I mean, literally every week on the road with basically your be best friend and all you're doing, you know, the thing that, that really bonded us was that, you know, we'd get an encounter after a show and he'd ask me, you know, hey, do you see, do you see either the match? Do you see my, my match or do you see my segment? And I'd tell him what I thought. What do you think of the show? That was like five minutes. And then we'd talk about whatever current events. We'd talk about, you know, sports. We'd talk about politics. We'd talk music, whatever. It wasn't just wrestling 24 seven. Um, so yeah, I, I'd probably say, but I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate. I have a, a really good relationship with a, a lot of people with Goldberg and, um, you know, Hogan flair. Um, so I've been, but I, I'd probably put, you know, Kevin at the top of that. Well, how about today's wrestler since you're an impact and you got an influx of young talent there. That are a lot of up and comers, and and oh by the way, thank you for um, having Chris Bay, Mr. Finesse, on the show. Oh my God, man, what what an absolute great person he is, you know? Because you see a, per, a talent on television, and I mean, just like when you watch sports and all that, you, you see a guy who's like, man, he's got freaking attitude on him, man. Golly, I love his swag. And then yeah. when you talk to him, it's like he's a twenty-four year old man with his head head on straight, really goal oriented. And he's not letting nothing get in the way from him and success. So, I mean, are you part of that, 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 that helps find that talent? No, no. I mean, I, you know, we were lucky, you know, he, he's, he's from Vegas and uh, we had done a lot of shows in Vegas. Uh, and so, you know, I've seen him before we signed him. Uh, but I mean, you look at him and it's like, he's, he's a million dollars, million dollar body. He can work in the ring. Uh, he could talk on a microphone. Um, I, the, the, you know, I, I'd love to see where Chris Bay is at in five years oh, because, man. you know, he's he's amazing now. 
you know, and it, it'll be it'll be fun to see, you know, he's, he's he's young now to see when he's developed and you know really just taken over wrestling at that point, you know, five years. But there's a lot of guys in our roster like that. I mean, Ace Austin, you know, yeah, he's, he's twenty cool. he's twenty three years old. Um, you know, yeah, he's not the biggest guy, but the stuff he does in the ring is is amazing. You know, he was just in the uh, you know, one uh, part of the main event for uh, uh, Slimeversary, and he he's really does amazing things in that ring. But again, you look at them, you look at uh, look at the North. I mean, but then you, you think about the North, and all this, well, they're not in the champs anymore because we got the Motor City Machine Guns back. <laughs> and you know, it's like, well, okay, well they better watch out because you better believe the Good Brothers aren't just st- sticking around, um, just you know to show their faces, um, but. Let's not even forget, you got Reno Scum, you got Triple XL. That you know, people might not give Triple XL a lot of credit, um, but let's be honest: when you're going against combined, I don't know what they are, 800 pounds, one wrong move, and you know, it could be a pancake, and those guys will get the belts like that. So I just think our tag—I mean, we have a—you know—I was going to say our tag team division is probably our best, but. How do you take it away from our knockouts? I mean, I, the knockouts in, in, in Impact Good is point. just is, is great. I've been very, like I said, I've been very lucky to be able to kick around in that backstage, get to know you and the product through PD. When I, but I came in after you guys started to get the momentum and and really pick up and going from you know the internet kind of chuckling at you guys to being a major player in the game. At sure. what point in your career, because you were in TNA, and we all know about TNA. We don't need to talk about it right now. But at what point in your career, from the TNA to the Impact, did you step back and start to see the change happening backstage? Because it probably happened a lot quicker backstage before it really showed on TV and the fans and the the internet experts caught on to it. We, we, I, I want to make sure uh, I'm asking. When you're saying change, are you saying? The momentum not- swing. Well, I mean, I mean, there's been nothing big, nothing big. This, I think Slammiversary, and again, and you know, there were things in the past, but uh, Slammiversary will be a one of these moments that everybody's going to talk about for a while. I mean, that buildup we did for, you know, I'll, I'll say six weeks. I don't know the exact time frame with the little teases where you saw the uh, uh, sportscasters talking mm-hmm. about the free agents, um, and then when the, the Good Brothers announced at 12:01. There, there was so much momentum, and there is still so much momentum. We were, we were uh, uh, trending number one all night on uh, Slammiversary, July 18th. We haven't done that. You know, so, I mean, it's like everybody says, well, that's a, you know, water uh, watershed moment for this company that, you know, we're, you know, it's, we, it's the baby steps, but that was a, a really big, a big baby, shall we say, who took those steps on uh, July 18th for us. You know what? I totally agree because we was we was waiting in anticipation and we watched it too. And we were like, oh my God, did you see Moose's belt the first match? I mean, throughout the entire program, it was like this is like restaurant quality stuff right here. This is awesome. And yeah. and and like we were all talking about with impact how it started making moves for it. And for me, it was I was watching when Matt Hardy turned into broken Matt Hardy and then you had Drew Galloway and Bobby Lashley and you had Austin Aries, John, you know, you had all those guys and I was keeping up with it. And then now you have like 
a roster of, I'm not even going to say no names, but they're not WWE people know names, but people that are in the industry know of these guys. And I watch all kinds of wrestling, and I find myself Tuesday night at 5 o'clock out here in California watching Impact from beginning to end. And, and, I, and I record it because I like to watch some of this stuff over and over because I love the promo work that goes on there. And even though there's nobody in the audience, though, they put on great matches. And like you said, the knockouts, the knockouts are incredible. Yeah. You know, you have um, Kiara Hogan and you have Deanna Perrazzo, uh, a name that uh, Dennis cannot pronounce. And, of course, you have Taya Valkyrie and, and Rosemary. And then you have, um, what's that, um, Kylie Ray that just came in and, and uh, Miss Nice. I mean, I mean, and Susie, <laughs> Susie Young. I mean, good God. I mean, okay, let me stop geeking out like Dennis, okay? But, I mean, that's the kind of product that you're putting out. And, and, I'm, a, and I'm a loyal watcher. Yeah, no, I, our, our Knockhouse division is just, it's fun and it's competitive and, um, I mean, you think about it, there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of former champions on the roster. I mean, you got Havoc, you got Rosemary, uh, uh, Sue Young. I mean, I'm, I don't have the list in front of me. I'm sure that there's, there's several, I mean, Madison yeah, yeah. Rain, Madison Rain's a five-time yeah. former champion. I mean, don't tell me anytime she gets in the ring, there's not in the back of everybody's mind. I wonder if this is going to be number six, you know, um, but, you know, let's face it, Deanna Perrazzo, is really uh, that uh, that good? She's yeah, phenomenal, she's super good, and that that arm. Uh, That's like thank you WWE for that release. Yeah, I mean, but you know, we, you know it's, it goes both ways, unfortunately at times. Uh, but yes, thank you, thank you to, for, for uh, coming to uh, Impact. Now, uh, and she's been great. I, I will say, she, not just her, but I, I, I was going to say she's been great to work with. But everybody on our roster, thankfully, has has really been good to work with. How did you make the jump from from writing from WCW to being a PR guy for Impact? I'm, I'm trying to figure that out because it seems like there'd be a lot of uh, trials and tribulations making that move over. No, I mean, I, I did a lot at WCW. WCW, in the, in the later days, it was if somebody left, they weren't replaced. So you had to pick up that. You know, and there were times I was on the creative team. There was times uh, I was in charge of the marketing department. Um, you know, so that all involves PR at some point. Um, and, you know, when, when TNA came to me um, back in the TNA days, uh, I mean, you know, Jeff Jarrett and, and you know, Mike Tanae, uh, and then ultimately Dixie actually made the call to, uh, you know, ask me to come work. I mean, they knew what they were getting. And, and, and I remember Jeff said it at the time. He was telling people, because there's not a learning curve. We, you know, we don't have to teach Ross how to do this and that. Um, you know, so I'm fortunate in that. So I, I do know how to do it. I do know how to do the, the marketing. You know, the simple, you know, promotions of, you know, you know, obviously when we have shows out of town, we'll, we'll go and do a media tour. So I know how to set that up. I know how to contact media. I know how to work with the media. Um and we just, you know, I've just expanded it now. Um, you know, I do a lot, a lot with our, uh, our fan engagement, um, you know, which is, I've enjoyed that. I, I remember my first, uh, this is probably 2016 or 2017. Uh, we had had a fan fest that I remember looking around. I'm like, like, I, I, this isn't doing much for me. Like there's, it's just, it was, it was kind of ho-hum. And I remember uh, calling Scott Demore afterwards, and I said, "Scott, 
I got an idea. This is how I want to do our next fan fest. And the next one would have been in Ottawa, uh, Ontario, Canada. And, you know, I laid it all out to him. And I think at the time he thought I was kind of crazy because I, I did some different things. The price went up. And I remember people said, oh, you're not going to sell one of them. And uh, ultimately, we sold 13 at a, a really high number. But it's just been steady ever since. And I think because you know, we do so many different things with our fan engagements. I mean, we've gone bowling with fans, uh, played miniature golf. Uh, we do some real wacky trivia. Go karting. Uh, we haven't done that. I thought I thought a couple of you guys went go karting with some fans when you guys were in Toronto. I think was it Toronto? No, I think we wanted to. Because oh, it's it Mario really... Kart. Mario Kart. Oh, Mario. Yeah, we did a Mario Kart tournament. Yeah, that that was one that was funny. Is that, uh, I remember uh, Josh. Uh, Matthews calls me one day. Hey, so uh, you know, whatever you know, Saturday after the show, we're gonna for the fans, we're gonna do a Mario Kart tournament. Well, I'm not of that, like I'm not a gamer. So I said, Josh, it sounds good, sounds fun. I don't know how to do it. I don't know what we need, how to do it. He's on. Oh, no, don't worry, we're, we'll do it. So I'll give Josh a little credit on that one because uh, he's gonna probably take credit for everything else. <laughs> um, but that was that was you know, Josh and I know Sanjay Dutt. Uh, because you know Sanjay for sure is a uh, gamer, but I, uh, I had nothing to do with that one. I'm like, I don't even play games, so you guys figure out how to do it, and we'll do it. But I, I do like it. You know, like this uh, anniversary celebration we just did. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, it was, a, it was a way that fans could, you know, it's one thing when you can, oh, I can go get an autograph, and maybe if, uh, you know, it's like Dimitri. You know, when when a fan comes up to you, hey, can I get an autograph? You sign the autograph. Maybe he's got the chance to. You know, yeah, it's a little small question. talk. Yeah, hey, uh, you know, uh, what's your favorite stadium? Oh, okay, well, maybe he got that one question. So, obviously, with the pandemic, no fans uh, down at Slammiversary. Uh, we had to do it differently if we were going to do anything. So, I, I just, you know, I came up with the idea. Let's do this, you know, Zoom fan fest. And it was basically a chance where fans got to talk to the stars. And I think we had about 10 different guys come in and out. Uh, you know, so you could talk to Ken Shamrock. You talk to uh, Deanna. Um, I'm trying to think who else was there. Uh, Eddie Edwards was there. I'm trying to think. Chris Bay. Um, Moose was definitely there. Um, I don't even remember. But we had like 10 different guys. And, you know, as a fan, I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, you, you could for sure talk to this, Dimitri, that fans usually don't get that opportunity to go one-on-one with you and, and basically ask you whatever they want to ask, you know. Uh, how was it to hit off of Roger Clemens? Maybe that's what they want to ask you, and they had the chance to ask our guys anything we want. All right, I can answer that question. I can answer. I was three for six against Roger Clemens. I had a single, double, and a triple, and I had a double. I had a double against them when he was going after win number three hundred in Detroit. That was when we were pretty stanky in Detroit. But yeah. he didn't. Yeah, he didn't get win number three hundred against us in Detroit. He, I, and, I was. Go ahead. Uh, oh, he's um, pretty good. He's got a real good fastball, split finger, and he comes right after you. He, and his stuff all looks the same until, like, that last 10 feet, and then it does whatever. But right. when you're going up against the best, it's like you gear up for it. And I was never intimidated by any of the big-name guys. I always dreamt about playing against those big-name guys. And so whenever I went up against them, it was just like, oh, it feels just like the video game. Yeah. Bam! 
it was like some of the guys that shouldn't be up there in the big leagues pitching was the ones that got me. <laughs> well, that's not good. <laughs> no, hey, I have a I have a um, fan fest idea for you in case you come out to California. I know a couple of years ago y'all were out at um, Point Wanini. Yeah, yeah. And Point Wa- and Point Wanini is the next city over in Oxnard. I live in Camarillo. Okay. And um, if y'all are there for like a few days, and this is after the pandemic, of course, um, they have fishing boats that go out. And I know the people that run boats, if y'all wanted to do something like that and maybe have some fans out there that want to come and go fishing, I'll be one of them. Yeah, I, I will. But I, I, before we do that, I got you got to explain something to me. Explain this fish you just caught. Oh, well, I, I caught that a couple of years ago. It's called a California sheephead. And it is, they all are born female. And they look they look totally different than the male. They're like a salmon pink color. Okay. And as they, and as they get older, I guess the bossiest of the um, females all of a sudden transforms and gets a big bump on the head, gets, turns black in the facial area and the tail area and become a male. What? Yeah, it's a hermaphrodite. Yeah, it, 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 it's born with the, and then it grows up to have a. Yeah, yeah, we get it. Yeah, and and, 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 and what? look it up. Look it up. It's a California sheephead. Not well, sheep I'm going because to, I they have that from, in Florida. I wanted to get it from you first. I just saw you. You talk about that. I'm like, I got to ask him about that. <laughs> so, so I got another question for you, uh, Dimitri. So obviously all your years in wrestling, if you had to pick one tag team partner, who are you going with? Okay. My tag team partner is a professional wrestler. Or is it like a baseball player? Oh, yeah. Do, give me both. Yeah. Give me both. Good, good one. Okay. Okay. Well, the baseball one's easy. I'm either gonna go with my brother, who's a yeah, he's good with the bat if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> or a version of me, Prince Fielder. All right. He's going big. And then let me see now professional wrestling. Let me see. I, I, I would be well. I'm I'm a lot smaller now. I'm like 235 pounds, 240 now. I'm yeah, I did the opposite when I retired. I got smaller, so I'm gonna I'm gonna need some muscle. Moose, I knew I knew where you were going on that. That was easy. But if I needed a, a third partner, I gotta get my other lookalike. Oh boy, Chocolate Thunder. Okay, <laughs> Willie I Mack. Got you. Willie Mack, yeah. I tell you, the things he does in the ring is amazing. I mean, he's not a you know, he's not your typical cruiserweight uh, size. And he, you know, his flips and his backflip and everything. God, he's so talented. So, Did he have a you football know, hey, background? We, say that again? Did he have a football background, Willie Mack? No. 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 He, he yeah. was a fan sitting and going yeah. in. Yeah, and that's how yeah, he got long, in. Long-time TNA fan. Oh, okay. Which makes it great. How has your job has your job gotten easier or harder now that Impact has kind of become one of the the, the cornerstones in the wrestling industry? Because I'm not sure, I, and I have so many interesting PR questions for you. Uh-huh. Well, you know, it's it's changed certainly in the last few weeks because it seems everybody and their brother 
wants to, hey, I want to interview whoever on your roster. And it's, you know, it's a matter of coordinating. You know, I, I can't have somebody sit down for five hours and do boom, 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 you know, interview after interview after interview. So it's, you know, you know, I, I, I apologize to the few podcasts that I, I haven't been able to, to work a uh, interview for them yet. Um, but we will, you know, it's just a matter of that. That's a good thing. That's a good problem for us to have. Um, when, you know, when a lot of media is coming for you, that's a good thing. Do you think, at least right now it is. Do you think podcasts saved the wrestling industry? Because I think, and I equate it to stand up comedy, where stand up comedy was massive in the 80s and then died out in the early 90s. And not really until comedians started having their own podcast and developing their own fan base did stand up comedy come back. And you've almost kind of seen the same mirror in the wrestling industry. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd agree. Um, you know, but there's so many of them now. Um, it's just, and it, it baffles me um, how some of these guys, they, they have, you know, they don't market their own podcast. Um, you know, they'll, they'll have a podcast and they'll, they'll, have, they'll have really good interviews, but they don't let anybody really know that they, that they're out there. And that that's one of the big surprises to me. Um, you know, when, you know, I, you know, I don't even need to name names. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, they have big names being in, you know, not just in wrestling, but some have big names from the, the mainstream sports world and they're having like 35 views. Mm-hmm. So they, they just don't, they don't market themselves and promote themselves. You know, it's like, unfortunately you have to, uh, I think you have to get your, you know, if you're going to just post it on your social media, you're only going to get the people who are, are your fans on social media. Nobody else is going to ever hear about it. And some of these, these podcasts, I, I wish they would do more to promote themselves um, because they, they, some of them are, are super well-produced and uh, they're engaging. And, you know, you know, when I get an a, a email or a, a message from, Hey, I want to have some guys on my podcast. I'll always listen to the podcast. I'll, you know, till I either get bored or, um, you know, they, they drop a bunch of F-bombs. I, I'm not really into that. Neither um, are we. Um, but, you know, I'll listen before I'll put somebody on a, on a podcast. And, you know, the ones that are good, that are really well produced. It's like, I just, like, it baffles me. Like, okay, you, you only have, like, 50 subscribers? like, And you've been around for a couple of years? Like, what are these podcasts doing wrong? You know, but some of them are, are just so good and so entertaining and you know, the guys give so much effort to them. So, yeah, I mean, podcasts, it's a, it's a different world. I mean, but now it's where everybody and the brother is a journalist, so to speak. Boy, I hey, Ross, now, I was going to say, Ross, um, now that you have that going, you have a, another job that you were uh, red and black. Can you explain uh, your uh, moonlighting jobs, please? <laughs> Which ones? You're a hustler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do well you know I've, I've actually been uh, I've done a lot you know I don't know if you know even this Dimitri I used to be uh, I uh, I'm part of minor league baseball uh, really I did yeah yeah so you fact, went to I, umpire school and all that I did I went to uh, the Brinkman Fremming umpire school where is that one located at? I know um, uh, 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 not one of uh, who's um, uh, Wendell Stanton is that who you just said 
no, yeah. no, uh, uh, Joe Brinkman and Bruce Fremming. Oh, Brinkman. Okay, yeah. Uh, one yeah, of those was in Florida. That was in. Uh, it was in Cocoa at the time. I don't think they're. I don't think they have the school anymore. Um, but I, you know, I certainly know uh, Hunter Wendelstead, who's a big wrestling fan. Yeah. Actually, we were at. Uh, uh, I think you've been there. Uh, you know, when TNA was doing shows down in Orlando. Uh, yeah. I see on uh, social media that Hunter's and his family is at Universal. And that's what we were filming that day. So I texted him. I said, what are you doing at Universal and not coming to our show? So he literally brought his whole family that day to a, uh, I don't know if it was TNA. It was probably, uh, I don't know if it was TNA or Impact at the time, uh, but a TNA show at Universal. So, yeah, uh, 100, I mean, there are a few guys uh, who wear the uh, umpire outfit that have been uh, uh, last how, year. How, how long is that program, the, the umpire in school? Uh, it was four weeks, and then if you know if you moved on to uh, umpire development, it was another another week. So oh, okay, so it was a, right. like a five you know, week still, program. Say that again. Like a five to six week program. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it, you know, I I still umpire uh, uh, high school and some small college now, um, but I referee hockey, so I'm I'm busy with that every day. You know, so you're also no in the memorabilia too, right? Yeah, yeah I, I do a lot with. Uh, uh, some of the different memorabilia companies. So I have a little little knowledge on that front. What is the holy grail for you that has passed through your fingertips of memorabilia that you've you've touched, you've held, the one piece that you just, you, you know, it's the briefcase from a <sighs> Pulp Fiction that the light opens up and you just... <laughs> oh, boy. It's... Uh, well, no, is it, are we talking wrestling? Are we talking... Anything. I mean, I mean, it's, it's tough to say. I mean, when you when you when you've held uh, a Babe Ruth bat, when you've worn oh. a, a Babe Ruth jersey, it's like how do you say okay something you know it's not really that good. But I'll tell you, like my personal thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Dimitri as a baseball person. You might not either. You guys know uh, Wilbur Wood. Yes. You remember left-hander through the knuckleball. Mm-hmm. So my all-time favorite player. So I, I don't know how old I was. I was a kid. And my, my mom get, got me through her work a a, a statue uh, of basically Wilbur's hand, the way he holds the knuckle or held the knuckleball. So for me, that's the coolest thing. Uh, oh, so you went sentimental on us? Wow! I did, I did. But I told you know it's like how do you again? How do you how do you go away from you know a Babe Ruth jersey, Babe Ruth uh, bat that you're you're holding? Um, but there, I mean, there's there's a lot of things, you know, it's, I will say even just, you know, holding the, the championship belts are pretty cool. Um, so, I mean, there's a, I've been fortunate with a lot of things that, you know, I have or don't, you know, I, I wish I, uh, it was funny. It's like back in WCW, uh, I was the guy who always had a camera and I always traveled with a camera, but it was usually, okay, Hey, Demetri Young's going to be at our show. So I would be taking the photos of Demetri with Kevin Nash with, Lex Luger with Goldberg, whoever, and Dimitri. And usually it wasn't like, you know, I forgot to get in that photo. So, I, you know, I do have a pretty good collection in that front, but I don't have uh, as many as I, I wish I did. You know, I do know Dimitri Young, so if you do want a picture with him, I can set it up for you. Uh, that would be good. So, you know, I'm just kind of curious. What, what's the deal? Jason's not – Jason just skips today? You know, Jason's got uh, some family stuff going on. And uh, oh, he, he wishes he could be here, trust me. And we're going to do this again with him. 
But, you know, before we recorded, you were saying that. Uh, you- yeah, I just, you know, I want to kind of call Jason out because, you know, uh, especially since he's not here with us, it's easier to do it that way. Uh, but I, I'm going to ask you guys your opinions and then I will give you my opinion for the. I'm, I'm going to put Jason at number three. He's not even the best, not even number one or number two best former catcher who could be a wrestler. So I got two Ooh. guys that are above him. And look at Dimitri thinking, wow, who's Ross going with? Yeah, I don't know. So, so I'm going to go, and I'm not going to put, I'm just going to give you two names, but I'm not going to say this one's one and this one's two. I'm just going to give you my two. The I, first one will be Chris Widger. Really? Yeah. That's a good one. He's, he's going he's to be, be the X Division champion. You know? And then the second one I'm going with, former catcher, will be a standout in the ring. Dimitri, tell me I'm not wrong. Sal Fasano. Oh, man. You know what? He would, he would be a good one. He'll be good under a mask. He'll be a good masked wrestler. Yeah. Yeah, long-time long fan. So wow. now I'm curious, who, do, who, who, do you, who are you going to put? You know, Jason's not here to defend himself, so we'll – We'll kind of bury him while he's not here. And if he was here, you wouldn't have gotten that question out. <laughs> no, no, he, he would have cut you off. I, yeah, I sure would say because Jason, I mean, if you look at Jason and you look at uh, Alex Shelley, they kind of look like each other. Sure, and they sure. kind of have similar build because Jason's not that big. He's probably about six feet, about 190. So he's under, he's a, he's a, he's a cruiserweight. He's an X divisioner. So, I personally, I want I want me an absolute stud in the ring. So my first catcher, I'm going with Hall of Famer Mike Piazza. You know he's gonna have the physique, he's gonna have the strength, and he's gonna be uh, one of those good looking guys. I would say he would comparable to uh, the narcissist soft. Lex Luger. He's soft. Uh, what are you talking about? Piazza's soft. Piazza wouldn't make a good wrestler. Uh, you know. I'm, also, he, would, he can act. No, but uh, to make sure you got the perfect. He would be the narcissist. I could see that, and I don't know him, but that's how I could see him being. But there's one who, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, we're talking about former catchers. Uh, well, Dennis, you better give yours because I don't want to cheat you if I throw somebody else at you. AJ Przinsky. Yeah, that's too easy. I'm that's going with. Easy. I'm going with AJ. You know, he's yeah, he, he's the slimy, he sneaky. Take, he can take a punch. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that he can. Well, well, Michael you, Barrett got him good. You know, Michael Barrett. Michael Barrett's come to wrestling shows. That's a good one. But but I guess I, I totally forgot. What about uh, Dimitri? What do you think? Uh, Pudge Rodriguez? You know, I was thinking about that too, you know, especially when he lost weight, you know, because he went from, you know, like a little bulldog, like Ivan Putsky, and, and then when he shrunk up and turned into a little teenager. Then he can be like Ray Mysterio. Aha. Uh-huh. That's well. interesting. Boy, you know, maybe Tony Pena. He Tony, listen, I'm going old school with this guys. Uh, I, Tony I, Tony for sure would be a luchador. He'd wear a mask. I think so too. If yeah. Tony was yeah. listen, excuse my language, he is a badass. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. So Mike Sosha. You think so? 
Yeah, he he's the guy that because I'm I'm involved with all the baseball amateur stuff, and he since he um no longer with the Angels, he's been doing a lot of the same events, and you just hear players talk about when they run into Mike Socia, it's like running into a brick wall, and and when they go in to hit him, they get hurt, not him. Really? And, yeah, and proof's in the pudding. There was a golf tournament that we were in a couple of years ago, and he was in a group ahead of me, and I I suck at golf. I, you know, I prefer fishing, but, you know, for the cause, I'll go out there and golf and be Celebrity Dimitri. But anyway, I was driving the ball, and instead of going straight, I went this way, and I hit him. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. I go four, and then golfing with Mickey Hatcher, um, Bud Black, Ron Renicky, and Mike Harkey. That was in his group. And all I can hear is um, Mickey going, hey, Demetri, you just hit social. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> and so out, and that was, it was the last hole, too, and they were gone. And, and I wound up seeing them. I was like, man, I'm sorry. Oh, I figured it was you. It didn't hurt. And this is all on golf ball, and I drove it, and, you know, it you, you can hear it hit, and and I, I just hear that he's just like he's just like he's like that massive, like so yeah. strong, yeah. So I would like to see him in the ring tangle up with like some of the 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 the, the heavyweights. I want to see I want to see, see Social Musco at it. Ooh. Ooh, that'd be a good one, huh? But with Gary Carter as the manager. Because that, hang on now. Listen, when you think of Gary Carter, he kind of has that uh, you know Freddie Blassie look about him. He, he has the old kind of comb over here, dude. He's not a no, bad looking no. guy. Well, well, no, no. You talking about in his latter days, in his in his in his Expo days, and in the World Series match, he had the white man Jerry curl going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He still should be the manager. Out of all the catchers that should be a manager, Gary Carter. You, you think Gary Carter? Uh, let me think about that. What about what about you, Ross? Uh, let me try to think who else. This I mean, you know, I feel bad that I forgot uh, Barrett. Barrett, would, I mean, how can you not? I mean, uh, he just popped AJ. Yeah, don't worry. He doesn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's a that's a good one. Oh, who else would who else would be a good catcher that would be a good wrestler? Jason can't even defend himself here, can he? Good. Good for him. Now, he would have interrupted and he would have asked you uh, a referee question. Yeah. A referee question. And we're going to have you back on so you can experience Jason in in real life. So, but but where's where's Darren? Why why is he not? You know, he knows I'm a Hawks fan. I'm happy the Hawks won today. He didn't want to show up. You know what? Here's the thing. I am I'm pretty lucky because Darren is actually on his way to my house along with PD Williams to watch uh talk and shopamania tonight. Oh, why could, why could, hey, where was Rhino? I didn't invite Rhino. He he's probably too cool for school. Nah, Rhino. Oh. <laughs> Rhino, good for this show. You know, you do you still get starstruck when you run into some of these guys? Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, the, the athletes much more. I mean, the wrestlers. I mean, there's not a lot that I haven't either, either known or worked with. Um, short of the Rock, I, there's not a, a wrestler who I, you know, Rock and Cena. I'm trying to think of other 
quote unquote, you know, superstars mm -hmm. that I don't know and haven't have never worked with or, or met. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, you know, now with a lot of them, it's just their friends. So it's that's you know, awesome. on the wrestling front. Yeah. You know, I, I'm different. I'm super lucky because, like I said, I, I'm a regular guy who does a podcast with Dimitri Young, Jason Kindle, and now, you know, McCarty. It's, it's, it kind of numbs you down every day because you yeah. you tell someone, oh, yeah, I do a podcast with Dimitri Young. They're like, what, Dimitri Young? You're like, what? It's Dimitri Young. Stop. Yeah. And well, it's, it's, it's funny. Like, Darren would appreciate this story probably more than perhaps well, he would, you know. So back in WCW, I was – you know, uh, I had a good relationship with Flair, but nothing. It was just very professional. Hey, Rick, how you doing? Good. Hi, Ross, how you doing? Good. And pretty much that was about it. So we were doing a media tour in Chicago. I don't know what year, but we were doing a media tour in Chicago. So we were going around, and we, we were in a limousine. And, uh, you know, it was... You know, it was it was very business like. It was like, okay, we're going to this radio station. Okay, now we're going to this TV station. And I remember turning to him at one point and I said, "Hey, uh, Rick, what'd you think of uh, Probert's fight last night?" He looks at me. He's like, hold, "Hold on, you're talking about Bob Probert?" I said, "Yeah, he had a fight with I don't even know who it was." He's, and of course, that was Flair's all-time favorite hockey player was was Bob Probert. So from that day forward, Flair and I bonded. Oh, man. And, and to this day, I, I mean, like, I'll text him later today uh, about the Hawks win, but our friendship bonded off the Chicago Blackhawks. So so that's why you're a, a fan on top of that, because you got the bond with woo! Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, because I grew up as a, as a WWF fan, so, I, you know, I grew up as a Hogan fan. Um, but when I started, I started more working with, with Flair than I did before Hogan. So it's uh, been interesting. You know, working with both of them has been great. That's now, it. we talked about wrestling and stuff. Who, um, I, I know you're a sports fan, so who are your favorite, like, baseball player, football player, basketball player, if, if you have any? Uh, well, you know, I, I did mention Clemens. I, I was still am a big fan of Clemens. You know, he was, to me, I mean – you're not going to get many better than Roger Clemens. No, uh, you're not. But, you know. And, okay, and I'll, he I'll, should I'll, be in the Hall of Fame, by the way. For sure. Um, I, I'll actually put, you know, the other one I'll put up there, um, Curtis Granderson. Oh, that, because there is that, no yeah. better nice guy. The ambassador. Exactly. And just, to, uh, I mean, you know, he, he's done stuff, obviously, in wrestling. Um, but it's. You know, he's, he's, I like to think of a friend where you can text him and you know you're going to get a reply back. It's not, he's not going to, yeah, you're right. You know, uh, you know and he, he came to the shows as a fan and it was, it was cool, you know, getting to hang out with him at a, at a baseball game, but then seeing him, you know, in street clothes at uh, anything. So I, you know, I definitely uh, put, would put Granderson right at the top. Um, I'm trying to think who else, you know, I'm a, I'm a White Sox diehard fan, so. You know, I go back to, you know, uh, as I said, my all-time favorite is Wilbur Wood. Um, let's see, who else? I mean, football, sorry, it's Walter Payton, best ever. Yeah, that's not yeah. a hard one. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I said, well, I'm not sure if he was the best. I mean, sorry. Uh, I think 
who is it, Sanders or somebody's you know got the record above him. But I'll still stick with uh, uh, you know sweetness, the best ever. Uh, I hit I on uh, uh, social media today. My all-time favorite college basketball coach, General Bobby Knight. That a hard one, yeah. Once again, another uh, great, uh, such a polarizing figure in basketball too. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't say you know basketball for me is clearly uh, number four of the Big Four. Um, but it's you know growing up in Chicago, how do you not how do you not say Michael Jordan? You know, um, there was there wasn't like somebody else and like oh yeah, but I also like you know everybody likes Jordan. Oh, I you didn't like Orlando Woolwich? Oh, actually, yeah, it's funny you said I did like Orlando. I w- I'll give you a name if there if you really want to know. I'll, you know who I'll put in there? Mark Aguirre. Oh, Dallas, yes. Well, Mark also, Aguirre. Yeah, he also had time in Chicago. So you liked him once he got to Chicago, huh? Yeah. Love cheating there, man. That's my roots, man. Uh, you're a homer. That's what you are. Man, man, what can, what can I say, man? Hey, trust me. If you had played for the White Sox, I w- I've been saying your name. Okay, you so you like the White Sox and not the Cubs. I, I do, actually, yeah. You know, but it was funny. It's like, everybody's like, oh, you must have hated uh, – what year did they win it? Uh, 2016, was it? I, I don't remember. Yeah. Um. But, you know, not really, because to me, that 2016 Cubs team was just fun to watch. I mean, I mean, obviously you got Bryant and Rizzo and, you know, the, the pitching staff. It, to me, it was a fun team to watch. I, I didn't want, even though I was a White Sox fan, I wasn't like, well, I hope they lose, you know, game seven just so they, they lose it. No, I actually kind of didn't want them to win it. I wouldn't say it very loud. And, uh, you know, family and friends who know I'm a White Sox fan, like, you must hate this one. Uh, that's that's okay. You know, I would never really admit that I was a uh, cheering for the Cubs, but you know, I was I was glad they won. You know, it was it was fun. Now if they don't win for another hundred years, so be it. You know, you know, I you know I helped the White Sox win the World Series in two thousand five, right? I went one for forty two against them the entire year. <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, let me. Well, that was. Good. Let me jump in. I got to jump in and ask you this. Then. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. what guy that you've come across in your wrestling career have you had the most fun talking baseball with? And I'm sure I know the answer. And it's probably the same guy we all know. Well, uh, I mean, there, there's there's a contingent. Um, well, first of all, Nash is super smart on, on thing. Um, Conan Conan certainly is right up there. Disco, believe it or not, Disco's a you know is. As he will tell you, he's a sports person. Mike Tanay, without question. Um, Matt Stryker, Tommy Dreamer. Um, I, I haven't had a lot of time, believe it or not, to, to talk to the two of them. You know, even though uh, obviously they, they've been working with Impact, but Dreamer and I will text pretty often on, on something baseball related. Uh, you know, back in the day, this this will be this only name you'll remember, but you're like, God, I never knew he was. Um, uh, Prince Ikea. Oh, I love was Prince. Ba- really? Prince Ikea was a, was a baseball fan, yeah. I liked him when he was known as the artist. The artist <laughs> formerly known as Prince Ikea. <laughs> Very good there. Very good, Dimitri. Uh, trying to think. Have I, have I missed somebody? I don't think so, because our guest would have been Dreamer. The whole Sean Casey oh. jersey thing came from the interview with Dreamer and Sean Casey on this podcast, so... You know, yeah, that was that was such a fun show. That might still be the favorite show I've done so far with these guys. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, and, and you know, Sean Casey, I mean, I, I never really looked at him as like a, a favorite because I never really watched him, but he was he was always fun to be around, you know, big wrestling fan. Um, but yeah, you know, it's basically just because I've had more time over the years to talk sports with Nash, Tanay, Conan, Disco. Um, that, I mean, that right there is a, like even today, I, I was I was texting with uh, Mike Tanay about the Blackhawks and, you know, randomly we'd throw in some other like old time Blackhawk name or old time sports name. Uh, uh, Edmonton had a guy who, uh, uh, I, I don't even know the guy, you have to Google it. Uh, Leon something or other, he scored, I think, their second goal. And uh, I didn't know the guy, so I just text, text Mike today. Hey, was that Leon White who scored? Leon White, of course, being uh, Vader. 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 Oh, very good. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, now, I, I know you've got a lot of things to do, in Dimitri, unless you have something else, because we want you back on again. You have been absolutely amazing to our show with what with what you've done with impact and getting us interviews and you've yeah, also very grateful yes and you've yeah, also been you. very good to, to me personally and i know to dimitri and to sit down and actually talk and 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 get to know you like this has been great for me no I, my pleasure it's been fun it's been been easy and you know so, t- talking some of my favorite topics sports and wrestling i mean that, Baseball and wrestling. What's better than that? I, nothing. Nothing so what, at all. So I'll just ask you: Yes or no, Dimitri? Are we gonna Are we gonna finish the sixty games? Oh, hmm. I have, uh, now, all I want is a yes uh, or no, because I don't want. I, I don't, don't want to talk I don't about think so. No, I I'm saying no. I don't I'm, think I'm so. saying no as well. But we can move on. I, I'm just curious what you thought. See, I think they do. I think they're in too deep. And it may not be the baseball season we think, but I think it, it may even somehow along the way morph into exhibition games. But we'll still have some sort of baseball, I think. But it may they they yeah, may yeah it, it's a, it's an amateur baseball. It's with the little kids at perfect game events. They're gonna they're gonna shut it down if there are more people yeah. coming up next week. This is ridiculous. Boy, I, yeah, sadly, I think so too. I hope not. Uh, where can people find you on social media? Uh, I'm everywhere. <laughs> I'm on I'm on Twitter. I'm on you know, and that, that's the main one I use. You know, uh, so at Ross Foreman one. Okay. So and each week you hear the ads for Impact here on the podcast. Make sure you go out. You get the Impact Plus app. Impact on Access TV every Tuesday night at eight p.m. Eastern, five o'clock Pacific. He said it best. That's when I'm watching it. That's right. Why? That's why I said it for you, Dimitri. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Ross, thank you so much for carving a few minutes out of your weekend to sit yeah, and no, talk no, to no, Dimitri. Hey, Dimitri, that man, no offense. I, I do I do like the uh, the red NWO as you're repping right there. Um, yeah. So who do you, who do you want? Like if, I, if I get your show. Thank you guys so much for listening to this edition of Wrestling with Sports with Jason Kindle, Dimitri Young, sometimes Brett Boone, and myself, Dennis Farrell. Remember, you can listen to Wrestling with Sports on all major platforms, especially if you're a new listener. Make sure you rate, subscribe, leave a comment, and please, please, please tell your friends. We have a brand new RSS feed, so we're really trying to promote that, and we can't do it without your help. If you're on Twitter, make sure you follow Brett Boone at TheBoone29. 
Dimitri Young at DA Meat Hook. DA Duh Meat Hook. Jason D. Kindle 18 is for Jason Kindle. And myself, Undisputed DPF. I just changed it, by the way. Once again, guys, thank you so much. Every time you download and you listen, it means the world to all of us. And we keep doing it for you. So please, please, please tell your friends. That's the way you can get back to us here at Wrestling With Sports. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook as well. Wrestling With Sports. That's where you can get some live videos. You can get fresh content that you can't get anywhere else. So on behalf of the guys, thank you once again. Wrestling With Sports.